Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Chaba. I'm Zarar. And I'm Hino. So today, um, by the way, uh, uh, thank you for being patient with us. We haven't had a chance to record something uh, recently. We were all all quite busy. Uh, so today, um, I wanted to bring the topic to the to the audience, and uh, I wanted to ask our our guys here about uh, shift shift left, and um, especially because uh, uh, so so pretty much the main question is how to build trust while shifting left. That's the that's the topic for today, and uh, first let's establish what does shift left mean because maybe not everybody in the audience knows this this term. So who would like to start? Zarar, how about you give us a, a definition of what you understand of shift left? Yeah, I think it, we, we've we've heard that uh, phrase in terms of uh, testing a lot. We've heard it in terms of security a lot. Uh, those are the two main areas that I think uh, people talk about, and I think when they mention it, uh, it it always has to come down to feedback on how you can get early feedback in whatever process you are trying to, um, uh, whatever you're trying to do. And I think the idea behind it is shifting left essentially means uh, you catch quality issues earlier by having a faster feedback loop or a quicker feedback loop. Uh, my experience with it uh, has mostly been in the uh, security or the testing, um, you know, uh, concepts where we're trying to get testing to be done early. And so that's my definition. But to, to give you like a one word or one phrase answer to how do you build trust while shifting left is I think the results speak for themselves. And I think once you give, um, uh, let's say, for example, uh, security testing, if you, if you now start doing, let's say, your uh, static code analysis or your um, penetration testing a little earlier, the results speak for itself so that the process becomes uh, its own advocate, you know? Right. So let me let me expand on the definition of shift left a tiny bit. So it's really any activity that is historically happening at the very end of your pipeline, the very end, if you look from left to right, then that's where that happens. At the very end, the verification for the security, for instance, is your application secure? Uh, is your application doing uh, what it's supposed to do and so forth? And you can think of other areas as well that are happening at the very end uh, related to deployment might be one, related to uh, audit might be one. Like, hey, are, do we have all the audit um things in order do, do we are we ready for an audit when it comes when it comes along um shifting left is actually thinking of that way ahead and making sure that you built this into your process so it no longer becomes a verification at the very end and this is where Zerar was getting to and when you when you're seeing Zerar that the process kind of speaks for itself it, it really does when you have those areas already quite well established when you have when you have something to show for but for instance with uh, with testing it's not always that easy um you have an application uh, that works or does not work and the only way to really prove that is to, or, and you can't really prove it the only way to really prove that is to put it in front of users but the, the only way that that um QE departments and the typical QA uh, people want to prove that is by testing that significantly and seeing whether or not, even in a freeze period, whether or not something explodes during that freeze period. And when you're you're doing this, when, when you have been doing this for years and years and years, then it's very difficult to shed that idea that, well, if we shift that testing left, we don't need to do the thing on the right anymore. We don't need to do the thing on the, on the end of the process anymore. 
So I think that over time, the, the process might speak for itself. The results might speak for themselves, but it takes a while. And most likely, I would assume that it would take a while that you have to do both, that you have to actually embed the practices, making sure, prove that it works, and then still allow people to use that kind of um what would you say, like backup, uh, backup tests, if you will, uh, or, or backup verification, so that they are still uh, with full conscience can say, uh, we 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 think that this is ready. We think that this is ready to go. And then over time, you might uh, make that period shorter. You might take out that freeze period. You uh, you might uh, even say, like, you know what, we can uh, we can automatically let the pipeline deploy into production. So, um, so I don't think it's that easy as just saying like the process speaks for itself. You really have to demonstrate it and be able to show it and at the same time allow people to uh, still do the things that they otherwise would. Well, so, I, 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 I'm with you with everything until that last sentence you just said, where let people do oh, yeah? what they otherwise would do anyway. Uh, because no, no, I what, what, I mean by, what I mean by that is the people who have those activities planned at the end, right? So I think you'll have to work with the double uh, while you're proving that indeed that last that that right hand side activity is no longer necessary or at least not necessary or, or, so, or that right hand side activity is done a different way correct uh, yeah actually with the advent of tooling especially mm-hmm. in the security and testing mm-hmm. spaces uh what made sense a few years back doesn't make sense anymore and it's almost natural and cheaper and less stressful for anybody uh to do for example, uh, l- l- let's use a real example. Like if, if you're if you're doing, um, um, l- l- let's say you have a product manager and you're trying to build a product, you're trying to elicit requirements. What do you do? You usually write a story. It develops. It gets tested. Well, one idea of shift left really is why don't we get the developers to sit with the product owners, and that speaks to collaboration. But mm-hmm. really, behind the scenes, if you peel back that collaboration onion, it's really a shift left happening where. Mm-hmm. Uh, development is is coinciding with the product manager's thoughts and ideas on what he or she may want to do. So it's I, I think I agree with you. I think it's not as simple as I said it that the process speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, it's just that initial like you know it's like going into the water. You kind of dip your toe into it. There's always a little apprehension before you do it. But once you do it, I think you 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 can't go back or you won't go back because you realize that. Uh, it, you know it's it's it, it comes at a greater efficiency, so a better happiness and 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 a and a better product at the end of the day is resulted from collaboration, which I think, I think, shift left equals collaboration plus tooling to a lot of in, in a lot of senses. Chaba. So I would like to um, bring uh, a little bit of pour some cold water on this, and this is a, this is about about trust because what you guys described is amazing. Like we're about it, to hear about Chaba's bad day. It's uh, it's uh, you know I don't know what you guys are describing is of course this is how it's supposed to be. Now I'm going to give you guys one aspect actually two aspects and and one is uh what you what you guys are describing as as the the left is proving to the to the right that yeah it can can take care of it right but there is a a inertia right. in the organization there's a lot of political references here that let's not go into those but yes go ahead but i would like to go to oh i'm, I'm sorry but i'm going to go into different political references or the, the, the different political things where we have a testing department right mm-hmm. and and often and this 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 testing department is in a in a in a larger organization as reporting structure doesn't mm-hmm. even report 
into the 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 the, the leader who is doing the application development. Often these testing organizations are completely parallel, right? Mm-hmm. So so now uh, uh, again, what you're describing, absolutely. I, I'm I'm pretty sure nobody would argue with you. But now the reality is coming, and this is where trust and want to come to to trust. So so I would like to introduce kind of formula where trust has to be like five or ten times higher built up until there is some proof or or somehow that 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 the right side of the organization, the testing organization, can let this go or could. Could let this or let some some of this control up. So this is this this. So what this needs to happen? This control to be to be given. Now this is what I'm trying to. I'm trying. No, to. this is not a problem of shift left at all. This is not a problem of building trust. This is a problem of an organization that is not set up to do that. Would you when when you are in a department, you just explain the whole thing exactly the way it is. You're in a department that is entirely parallel to the delivery organization. If you are allowing that shift left to happen, and then you are putting your own job at risk. Why on earth would they do that? This organization, if it's set up that way and that separation is maintained, has no chance of getting rid of the end testing state because that's their responsibility. Why would they give that up? There is not even an opportunity for them to get into the teams because of the separation that you discussed, right? So the only place where this can be solved is at a higher level where they say, okay, we need to look at this holistically and we need to see what we can do and we shouldn't punish the people who right now are in a position of testing um, and that's what they do and they happen to be at the end of the uh, of the. Um, of the pipeline because that's how it, it organically grew and how it's set up. And somebody probably read this in a book somewhere. Um, it's set up that way, but it's set up to not be able to change. They do not have control, neither the delivery organization nor the testing organization. Mm-hmm. So then, shift left. So then, what are well? I, I want to bring back to shift left a little bit. So then, what are the possible strategies? Like you, you mentioned. So let's assume for a moment that 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 they belong to the same organization. So there's a leader, or there's a will to kind of to make this happen from organizational perspective. So then, what would be what would be some strategies that that you could start you could start employing in this case? Okay, from, so I think from, uh, a, from a people perspective, right? From a people perspective. You know, I think you meant the people is that's where I was going with this is I think uh, our colleague Mike Bowler probably needs to comment on psychological safety here, because what I'm what I'm sort of guessing here uh, and keep me honest, Chava, is that uh, the people who are who have to approve you going shift left uh, have not actually seen the people who are trying to go shift left actually do shift left. There's a there's a question of competence involved here as well is that I haven't seen you try this new method of testing or product development or what have you. So why should I trust you to do it? Now, uh, trust is something that is earned and trust can only develop in an environment where you are able to experiment with things. If if you're getting, let's say, you know, uh, let's say, I don't know, uh, five leak defects um, every quarter in your in your environment, and suddenly, uh, and, and 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 you're like, okay, you can do shift left, but those five defects better not go up. You know, you th- that better still be low. And then even the person who's trying to do shift left, like, okay, I mean, we're, this is the first time we're doing this. We might fail, and if we fail, or, or we'll we'll get slapped on the wrist. They don't want that, so the motivation to shift left goes away because there is no psychological safety to fail. 
There's no environment where you can try something different and fail. In this instance, it just happens to be shift left, but it could apply to many different things. Yeah. So I would start with putting those people together of either side, the people in delivery and the people in in, um, in, in testing um, and kind of provide a, or, or have a conversation around what that really means um, and put people at ease, right? And, and saying like, hey, we still need testing expertise. Your knowledge is very important to us. Uh, the people here who have been developing uh, until today, they might not have that knowledge and uh, they would definitely benefit from learning that from you. You can collaborate with them as well. And maybe on the other side, it might help as well for you to work together with them and uh, learn a little bit more about automation, right? Or where do we find that middle ground where uh, automation becomes so simple because there is a test framework that we continue to maintain as we are developing our code. So uh, that conversation might be very valuable, right? Just to, to get an understanding of what this now really means. What does shift left mean and why are we doing it in the first place? What are we trying to achieve? And what's in it for each and every one uh, participating in that process? That's the very first step because... Uh, whenever something like that is introduced, and it's especially introduced from the outside, then um, then there's the fear. The fear comes up, right? Oh, what does that mean for me? I mean, change. I am being changed. This is always a change. Right? This is always the problem, right? I am being changed. Somebody says that we need to do something differently. What does that mean for my role? I'm not participating in it. I'm not initiating it. I have no control over where I go from here. Take that fear away, and that's the first step for sure. And I don't, and I'd also would, separate, like, if you want to talk about actionable things at the end of this podcast, I think I would separate uh, the activity from the result or the goal that you're mm-hmm. trying to achieve. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the activity, you can have different activities that lead to the same goal. Those activities can happen in different points in time. I think framing it in terms of, hey, we all want zero defects or we all want quality. That's an undeniable fact. Uh, and we can achieve it cheaper, better, all that. Uh, by doing a different activity by the same people even, or in a, in, in a different manner even. But, you know, we, we, we can, you know, you know, gave some you know good advice there and you can, uh, what I'm saying may also work, but it really only works in an environment where you are allowed to falter just a little bit. If you're in a straitjacket environment where you really have to get it right, you know, I, I don't care what brilliant ideas you have, uh, you're going to get, you're going to have trouble get, getting people to move a little. And, and I want to add something something more because you triggered something uh, in Miserar, and that is that um, not everyone is immediately on board that shift left is a good idea. Not everyone necessarily believes that. Yeah, for us, it's obvious. The three here on this call, it's obvious that this is the way to go. It's obvious that this leads to a better way of working, to a place where we don't delay deployment of of, uh, functionality into production and getting that feedback because we are able to put that testing on the left-hand side. So whenever something is complete, it's actually complete, including the testing and so forth. So, and, and, and audit and security and all these other things that we talked about in the beginning of the call. So, but not every, so, so for us it's obvious, but for not everyone that is the case. And I think you first need to get first need to get that uh, buy-in that this is a good idea. Why are we doing this? Make sure that everyone understands what the outcomes of it is, what problems we are trying to solve, and that it's not just this new agile kind of practice that we're trying to introduce. It's actually solving a real problem, and that real problem hurts each and every one in the process. And I think it's important. To uh, to align on that first, 
So one one thing interesting that uh, Zara, you mentioned the product involvement of the product owner, and, and I would like to kind of bring together a little bit these the, these players and and you guys are probably familiar with the three amigos, which is which is in my opinion is an amazing way to 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 start this process where where you bring together a, a tester, a developer, and, and the product owner, and very early you start discussing those requirements, those user stories, and how would you test this application, almost like a like a test driven development in a in a in a softer way, right? Because almost like require it, it's you you have to develop those tests initially, or you have to describe how this application would be would be tested, and then and then bringing these these folks together. That's that's what that's in my in, in my experience. That's a fairly uh, safe way to start building that trust, and that's why I want to bring back that conversation because now suddenly at the table you have business who are witnessing how this communication is improving and and they are understanding more that those changes that being tested are actually being tested right because often what happens is is because the business is removed from this uh, because it happens later there is not too much of an understanding what's actually happening no, nobody joins the tester right away for example to to do testing with them so so that's actually one thing and the second thing what i just mentioned is that what if you organize a little bit of a of a an open source day in the sense that that allow the 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 other parts of the organization to see what how is actually testing being done right so to learn of of that of that aspect as well so this kind of like like this kind of cross pollination i think it can create understanding of how everybody ensures quality and uh, and uh, uh, i i can just echo one thing about experimentation so if you are unsure you guys you he no mentioned one thing people will have doubts try it maybe with a team try it with mm-hmm. a small part of your organization right and and uh, and experiment experiment through that so that would be i just i just wanted to add because i would, would like to give some actionable things to our to our listeners and 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 some ideas uh anyone has anything before we close any any last thoughts be back podcasting i'm sorry i just said it's good to be back podcasting Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it's nice to be back. All right, thank you very much um, for today, and uh, see you guys next time.